This is the Challenge USA. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Right Reality Podcast. My name is Steven. And my name is Mixie. We are here to recap the Challenge USA Episode 3, Civil War, and Episode 4, Double Crossed and Sideswiped. Horrible titles for two very good episodes. Well, they threw back one USA thing, Civil War, so... Yeah. They listened last week. They're like, we're going to change <laughs> one of the titles for the right reality. Yeah. And we'll leave the other as a crappy name. So they won't think we actually did it. But we see through it. We've always seen through it. And we saw what you did a little bit later in episode four. You wanted to see if we were paying attention. We'll get to that. But you can't sneak anything by the number one. You absolutely cannot. You never will be able to. So t- stop trying. Stop. Just stop. It's just save yourself the time. We're trying to help you. Help us help you by not. Yeah. It's just not worth it. It's never going to happen. Okay. Stop trying to make fetch happen. (laughs) On Wednesdays, we wear pink. I I will choose not to wear pink on Wednesdays, but, you know, maybe I'll do it this week. I'll do it this week. Okay. Okay. That's what I'll do. I'll do it this week for the hottest. I like it. Hi, everybody. If this is your first time finding us, welcome to the number one. We are so excited to talk to you about Challenge. Uh, we got two bangers of an episode here, Mix. Wow. Again, we said it once, and I'm confidently saying it again. The Challenge USA is good. Can you believe it? I didn't think those words would ever be muttered by somebody who does not work for Paramount. I know. It's shocking. I can't believe I'm saying it either, but they saw the dumpster fire that was season one of the Challenge USA. They adjusted. <laughs> they learned. They grew. They might have even taken a step back. Whoa. And they made a perfect season so far. So far. So asterisk far. So far. So far. Asterisk so far. Hold on. <laughs> Knocking on wood. Knocking. Yes, ah, ah, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up, please. We have something good, and I feel like you're going to try to fuck it up. You just got rid of Amanda. It's all going to go downhill from here. No, I'm going to think positive, think positive. Well, Steven, let's start with episode three, because I got a little scared. One of your pet peeves happened pretty early into episode three. You have told me, and you've expressed it many times on the podcast, that you fucking hate these alliance names. Oh. And I can't believe that you haven't said anything about this yet i think this is the worst name by far i mean this is basically an innuendo for a vagina it's far down my list i have three or four things before that on my list actually in this episode (laughs) don't you think i missed out on secret garden of the the castle or some bullshit awful awful Uh, adam and eve's garden it was secret garden Let's you you brought us here, so let's discuss this because there is something I want to reset before okay. we go. But you brought me here, and now I'm fired up about the okay. secret garden. The secret garden is terrible for multiple reasons. <laughs> One of them is you know I hate an alliance nickname. I do, I do, I know it. Why do we need them? Why do we need them? Do you, you just like, is production like, hey, you got to name it? And they're like, we don't want to. They're like, you're going to 
fucking name this alliance. Put a name on it now. Do it or we kick you all out. So that's number one. Number two, I'm going to run you down the list of people in this alliance, Mixie. You, are you ready for this? I need to have all my fingers and toes ready so I can count them all. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen of the Right Reality listening community, buckle in. Here we go. Our list is Desi. Let's count along. One. Tiffany. Two. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Chanel. Three. Michaela. Four. Both Alyssa's. Five. Six. And Michelle. Seven. Okay, now I want everybody to remember that number. I want everyone to remember that number. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven. Okay. Mix, 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 mix. Do you know... The Muffin Man? (laughs) Who lives on Drury Lane? I don't don't know him. Oh, okay. I want to. That would be nice. That would be nice. Go ahead. Sorry. Do you know how many... Non-vet women are on the show at this point. Non-vet? I'm going to give you a good point to start. It's at least seven. (laughs) There are seven women in this alliance. The only girl I can't think of is that that wasn't named was that Cassidy girl. So is there eight? There are eight rookie women. Non-non. So basically... Cassidy's the only person not in this alliance. Wait, but hold on, hold on. Because in episode four, they take Cassidy's name off the table and she is in the secret garden after that vote where they say, we're we're just going to watch out for each other at this point. I'm fully aware of that. (laughs) So every woman that's not Tori or Amanda is in an alliance together. (laughs) That is true. And we've, I've said this before, we've talked about this before, but if you have everyone in the alliance, guess what you don't have? An alliance. An alliance. (laughs) What are you going to do? You can't have everybody in the alliance because you're going to have to start voting for each other like they did in this episode. And what happened Tiffany, Tiffany had to vote for somebody in the alliance. She got off scot-free. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It's just dumb. Alliance math is dumb. My girl Cassidy, even though she's on Survivor, which Alyssa, one of the Alyssas at the end said, oh, you know, we got to play our teams and I'm in Team Big Brother. What's going on? This is Alliance 101. (laughs) Not 102. It's Alliance 101. Two doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So it goes to Alliance 103 and Alliance 103. They go, look back to the rules of Alliance 101. You can't have everybody on your alliance. <laughs> you just can't do that because it defeats the purpose. You're all going to vote for each other and then you're all going to get mad and then you're going to split off and have your own little alliance. This is going to implode. I can't wait. It just did. We got to episode four and they're all voting for each other. It's severed slightly. Oh, my God. Tiffany really was the only one that went off course. And she is not getting in trouble at all. She's done it twice. She voted for John A because she didn't want to look John A in the eye. Said, I didn't vote for you. But then she just burned her vote. So Des went in 
And it was like, we were outnumbered. If I'm testing, I'm like, how, there's three of you. And there's three of them. How are you outnumbered? It yeah. would be a tie at the very least. I can yeah. do very simple math. <laughs> I'm gorgeous, but I can still do math. What an alliance. What a what a crew they've they've put together. I, I'm sure it's gonna go to the very end. A motley crew. I just love it so much. It was just so it was so invigorating to start this episode. And I was like, yes, I need a bad alliance name. I need everybody <laughs> to be on the alliance. And then I need you to all like pretend that you're not all in an alliance with each other, but you are. <laughs> if I'm sitting there in the house and I go when something's happening, I go, oh, where's every other woman in the house? And they're all in one room. Guess what I'm thinking? They're all in an alliance with each other. <laughs> oh, my God. What a secret that garden is, you know? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Adam and Eve up in there, you know? <laughs> I'd like to reset really quick. Um, yes. And bring us back to the beginning of this episode where we mm-hmm. just reminisce for a little while about episode one and two. And ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand. Ladies and gentlemen, Mom LaFranc is back with her. Take of the week. Let's go, Ma. Ah! Hi, it's Mom LaFranc with my take of the week. Stephen has asked me to recap my thoughts of the first and second episodes of the Challenge USA number two. I know two does not exist, but this season does, and I am extremely surprised on how much I am enjoying this season compared to last USA season. <clears throat> Sarah isn't on this season. Honestly, having the vets, only six I know, but they make a huge difference on the show. Also, some other familiar faces, a couple of guys I recognize from The Amazing Race, which I watch. Love Desi and Michelle. And let's not forget Cecil, Josh, and Polly. These three should make this season very fun to watch. Just look what they were wearing on the first episode. I am loving it. That's my take of the week. Bye. She's back and she's spitting facts like she always does. (laughs) I love it. I asked her to come back and kind of see if she can like reset her thoughts from the previous episode before we go now because our rec- I like recording schedule is very different. So hopefully we'll have that going forward from the one, the only, Mom LaFranc. Mixie, Love I need to discuss something that happened uh, before the garden. It was just, you know, again... The other podcasts you listen to about the challenge, you know, where the hosts are like, oh, well, yeah, I really liked about this episode was uh, (laughs) the ratings must be sky high with bananas. Uh, We're not going to do that to you. We're going to discuss very important issues like there's a double pool. There are two pools. Maybe it's a single pool and a, a giant hot tub. I love it. I don't think any of them will ever use it because it looks like it's four degrees the entire time they're filming this. Yeah. But there's an outside giant hot tub and an outside pool. And you know what? While I should be happy about that, Mixie, mm-hmm. it brings me to a point that this is another house without a lazy river. I mean, have we gotten a house with a lazy river? I know I don't no. have all the seasons that I've witnessed, but... The most I could think of is the island has a very big lazy river. 
called the ocean. Some might call it the ocean. <laughs> I really need production to get a house with the lazy river. I, I need the cast to experience a house with the lazy river. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine for a second? Just like an alliance conversation happening while they're floating down the river. And when they get to a certain point in the river, they have to stop talking because it's going past other people. And then they can continue talking. Amazing. <laughs> We're just giving you ideas left and right yet again, MTV. That would be great. So, am I going to sit here and think that the cast won't be better for a show with a lazy river in the house? No, sir. I'm smarter than that. You're, I mean, Mixie just gave you one of literally millions of reasons why that would be better. So get on it and just put us in the credits. A special thanks to the number one. That's all we need. It's easy. It is that easy. It do be that easy, though. Two pools? I We haven't really seen him by the pool. It's four degrees outside. <laughs> they are so cold. You could tell. Every second. Every time. That, that sucks. That's my worst nightmare. I, I, I'm I cold all of the time, so that would just be even worse. I mean, what is it today? Like 97 degrees outside? I turned the air conditioning off because I was cold. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Awful. We I get to work, and it's like 80 degrees back in the warehouse where Mixie is sometimes. And I go, you know what the air on? She goes, it's actually lovely. I go, it's 80 degrees back here. There's no air circulating. She's like, it's fine. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? It's so nice. No, it's not. It's awful. It's awful. Anyway, <laughs> Mixie, on a scale from one to a bajillion, okay. how much did you enjoy Amanda and Tori arguing in what might be the smallest room to ever have four beds on the challenge? It was incredible. The funniest part of that whole fight is that like Amanda really wasn't involved in that at all. And if Tori could, I don't know, count, she would realize that Amanda had nothing to do with that. Amanda has no pool in that house. What does no. she think? Amanda's going around getting votes rallied together. She has no say in that house. Think for two seconds. Amanda's going to pull this together. Love her. Not happening. Not happening. You needed two things to happen there, Tor. You needed one, Amanda, to, as you said, Put her thoughts and feelings about you aside. One, never going to happen. Two, you needed her to convince other people of that when Wes couldn't do it. So an absolute reach thinking that yeah. was going to happen. The thing about the vets, they're like, oh, we're so smart. We've done this so many times. We know how to do this. And I think I agree with Wes on that. And honestly, at this point, that's about it, because everybody else is divulging into just not thinking. If Tori had spent two seconds, she would have been like, OK, they're coming for the vets. Obviously, they put two of us down there. We're outnumbered. We need to stay strong together. I need to go to Amanda and be like, listen, you're next in. We need to work together. Full trust blindly trust each other. Let's get Michelle out. I'll work on getting Michelle out. I know you hate her. I'm indifferent about her, but I'll work on getting her out for you to prove to yeah. you that I want to work with you. But instead, they just bicker and yell at each other. Bananas goes at Corey later in the episode. 
Josh has an absolute fucking mental breakdown later on in the in the next episode. It's just like they they are imploding from the inside out, and when all they have to do glorious. is take a step back and be like, oh. "Hey, we need to work together." Clearly, without a problem, no faltering. It sounded like they needed to learn and grow. Is what I think you're saying there. You could say that. You could say that. Oh. You could say that they needed to take a step back. Wow. And learn and grow. God, Mm -hmm. if there's anything you need to learn about life, you just listen to the number one right here. That's all you need to know. You just listen to us for life advice and for reality recaps, and you just make your life so much better on a daily basis by listening to us. It kills me. And I'm not like saying that Michelle is the smartest person on the challenge, but they they always are saying, oh, Michelle's such an emotional player, such an emotional player. You can't trust her. Tori just flipped out on Amanda for the only reason I can think of is because she was being emotional. Because logic didn't play anything in that. No, but it's the challenge. There's very few logical players in the challenge. We saw it this entire episode. Yeah. There's, there's Desi very killed little, it. Well, Desi, well, after she had a breakdown three or four yes, times. Totally. Totally. She, she did the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I still, I just... The fact that at the end of this episode, I know I'm not getting any more Amanda versus Tori is just yeah. it brings me so much sadness, so much sadness. Um, and I just I don't know. Have you ever had like a relationship with somebody like this where it was just this like you love to hate each other and you just can never. Oh, yeah. My brother and I were like this growing up all the time. <laughs> He was very adamant about me never snitching, and I mm. would not snitch until I got mad at him, and then I would snitch, and then he would freak out on me, and nice. then I would apologize and I with my tail between my legs, and then we would hang out and be cool for a couple weeks, and then the cycle would, would start again. It's lovely. It's lovely. It's siblings, you know? They do. They're sisters. They're sisters in this weird-ass family that we call the challenge. <laughs> They really are. That's a good way of saying it. That's a good way of saying it. We move on from here. And this is where Tori is also involved. We get kind of like a, I don't know if I want to call it a potential redemption storyline for Polly here. Um, mm-hmm. Is he coming out? Is he not coming out? I don't I don't know what this was. He said he went to therapy. Love that. And maybe he likes dudes. Same. Good for you. Live your own life. Love who you want to love. And he says, I'm gonna be calm. Meh. Polly, I expect certain things from you on this show. And one <laughs> of them is for you to not be calm. Ever. I don't want to calm Polly on this show. That would be like if Josh just showed up and was fucking chill the entire season. Like, that's not what I signed up for. That's not what I expect from you. When I go to a basketball game and that awful guy LeBron James is there, I expect to see LeBron James like getting touched by somebody's pinky and flying across the court being like, oh, my God, oh, foul, right? <laughs> Flopping left and right. Like a big fish. No, wait, hold on. You think that LeBron James flops? No. No. Listen, Steven, this this podcast is about accuracy. We drop knowledge. There is no fake news in this place. You cannot find me a 15-minute compilation on YouTube of LeBron James 
flopping and faking fouls at all times. Stand by. I found one. <laughs> oh, wow. Weird. That's crazy. I found There's actually 15,000 results here. That's insane. I'm, I'm blown away by that. Oh, my God. <laughs> unbelievable. I would like to state for the record two things. Well, three things. One, I didn't know Polly until this season. It's been very clear on Twitter, on Reddit, not that I'm on Reddit, on uh, the In the Hotties Facebook page. I'm not on Reddit, Stephen. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I'm not on Reddit. <sighs> I'm not allowed Christ. to be, so I wouldn't know. I feel like me not allowing you to be on Reddit makes you want to be on Reddit that much more. It doesn't not. Uh-huh. Okay, so I saw all of the things of Polly's crazy, all of this stuff. I'm expecting a crazy Polly. I don't get a crazy Polly, like, in in outbursts, but I do get some fucking insane jean short shorts that were self-cut. And let yes. me tell you, nice. Big fan. Huge. Love it. It's a good look. It's Love a good look it. on him. On anyone else, not a great look. On Polly, great look. And then he hits me with the double whammy. I've grown. I've got short shorts on. And I went to therapy. Oh. Therapy is hot. You want to get hot? Go to therapy. That's how you do it, people. You want to start manifesting? Try therapy first because it makes you hotter. And then the manifesting might work. <laughs> That's true. That's the way you got to do it. That's the only way it'll work if you're a medium person or lower. That is, that is what it is. Yeah. And then... I got sad because I realized that they spotlighted him for too long and he was probably going home. (laughs) But based off last week's episodes, I wasn't sure about that. There was a glimmer of hope. There was a glimmer of hope that maybe this is like their new thing where they spotlight somebody random and they're fine. But usually not. But something was different about this one. I left the end of that conversation saying the following prove it prove i said prove it i like my note literally said prove it polly because he's like i'm gonna be calm all this season i go prove it because then as soon as i said prove it they showed me like a super cut of all of his moments <laughs> of just losing his shit as if he just watched somebody murder his dog while they like eyeballed him and slit his dog's throat or something like that i mean like an all-time collection of moments. Just scra- Like, this was like four years of Polly being on the show. Like, four seasons worth, and they had, like, top hits just in four years. It was fantastic. And I'm like, no way he keeps this up the entire show. No chance. No chance. And we don't get to see if it came to fruition or not, and that's sad. Well, I would say that he kept his cool that entire episode and from mm. the scenes that i saw in the past it does seem like you could make a reach that he has learned and grown whoa two people two people it's a this is a wild season guys <laughs> who would have guessed whoa it? whoa you know what made me grow something in my pants tj in a beanie smash smash i love it Put that man in a beanie at all times. Holy shit. I don't know what it was about that light gray beanie. But it did it for you. Yes. Oh, she's smashing the table. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well, well. What do we have here, Mix? We have a beanie TJ screaming next to a body of water 
Episode three. Congratulations, Mixie! <laughs> on the I under. did it! I did it! We love when he screams by water. Wow. Unbelievable. Episode three. We asked last week. Episode five and a half was the over under. Obviously, you should have hammered the under when it comes to Mr. TJ yelling next to a body of water. Also, <laughs> congratulations if you parlayed with that with a daily explanation where all of our eyes glazed over while TJ <laughs> overexplained a daily that didn't need to be overexplained. That is one of the things I really appreciate about Mr. TJ, the handler who sometimes handles but sometimes doesn't handle, and he is a BMX legend sometimes but not all the times. Hall of Fame. Hall of, yeah. Mr. <laughs> Mr. TJ. It's okay. It's okay. It's a lot. Of, it's okay. Uh, uh, I loved the the fact that they had to do VO at a later date to yes. make sure that he over-explained this with yes. certain bits of information that were helpful, but other bits of information were left out that would have been helpful. For example, why can't they all just go swim and grab all the flags at one time? That would make sense. That would make sense. But you can't do that. You can't do that, Mr. TJ. But he never clearly. Clearly recorded months later at his house in Las Vegas. He goes, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Now I'm going to explain the. Th- I'm going to explain all the things you might not need to know about this daily, but I won't explain something that could help you out in the daily. So if you had both of those things, congratulations. I do miss that. I did miss that for a little while. Where I was just like, what is he going on about? This seems. <laughs> and as soon as it started, I was like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the rules. Yeah. No, I can't do that. I can't show up, Mr. TJ. I can't show just know I was prepared to do that for the community. Okay. Well listen, I think the community as a whole could have done it themselves better than what Mr. TJ did. And I don't think it's his fault. I think it's production. I think they made him redo the whole thing and for unknown reasons we're like, let's make this explanation longer. By saying they can't swim under the boat when absolutely no one at any time tried to swim under the boat. Like, there was a bunch of little things that he added in that was like, nobody's going to do that. In case you think they might go under the boat to try to see it and not flip the boat over, they can't do that. I was like, I didn't really think they might do that. But Wes could have said, hey, I'll just go under there because I'm a fish and just live under there and send up like air bubbles as a sign to you of which color goes where. And I had more questions about like, do they have to get the buoys in order? Yes. Like, can they grab? Can Yes, everybody needs to swim one time. But if you're already out there, could you go to a different buoy and grab more and then swim back with six flags instead of three? None of that information was given to me, but we cannot swim under the boat. Can't swim under the boat. Could you have gone and got all the flags first? Well, that part you couldn't have because, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if everybody just swam out and got their yeah. flags and then yeah. we flipped the boat. And then we go this one, this one, and then lined them up and then just clip. Like, why couldn't you do that? Maybe that was a rule they also cut out. How dare you cut that out from us? How dare you make Mr. TJ, a handler and a BMX legend, look like none of those things? It was just very interesting to me that the way that that was explained. I thought the same thing. I I sat, I rewinded it and I watched it again. And I was like, (laughs) he said so many words and I still am not entirely sure what's happening here. That is some of the best things that Mr. TJ does, though. Yes, Sometimes it is. he says a lot of words, and you're like, he didn't need a lot of those words, and I'm still confused. 
And I appreciate that about him. And only he could do that in a way that I still love him for that. But he looked hot in that beanie. Um, the daily starts, and did you see the poor cameraman in the water? I, I did I did not. Where, where, where oh was he? Oh, my gosh. He was in all black with a bag around his camera just oh, no. fighting for his life in that water. In that current that I'm sure was pulling people out to out to sea, never to be seen again? He's got both hands on that camera. That poor man. Oh. Or woman. I'm assuming it's a man, but I don't know. How dare you How dare you gender somebody? Or them. I don't know. Yeah. But I felt bad for whoever was out there because, oh my goodness, that water had to have been freezing, that current was crazy, and you're holding on to a camera that's probably worth more than what you're getting paid to shoot. For for a thousand percent it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that it only took us into episode three to get Mr. TJ screaming next to a body of water. Because when Mr. TJ yells next to a body of water this early in the season, it is just at a higher chance that we realize that there are more people who go on the challenge yet again who can't swim, who cannot swim, as if. They've studied this show. They know all these things about the show. And they're like, you know what? I'm still not going to take any swimming lessons. I'm just going to hit pass. And one of them, unfortunately, was my girl, Amanda. And I was like, Amanda, you're not helping yourself. You don't really do much here. I'd love you, but you can't swim. (laughs) And on the next episode, she just dropped all of those things because like LeBron, she got barely tapped. And I hate to make that comparison, but Amanda, Jesus Christ, my girl. Terrible. But she makes up for it in her spirit and her energy and her yelling ability. Absolutely. And I will always be a fan. Yeah. I was like, how many people can't swim here? That's one. That's two. That looks like three. There are people like holding on to Fessy as if he is like a lifeboat and they're on the Titanic. It was wild, wild scenes out of that boat. And then the red team was the first one up. And each episode, Mixie, I love finding lines that make me giggle. Mm-hmm. And because of this, I have to bring back quote of the week. Yes. Quote of the week goes to Tiffany. Tiffany, who had a wild three episodes, as far as I'm concerned, had this <laughs> absolute banger of a line that I never thought I'd hear anybody say in my entire life. Go, Tiffany. We have to capsize a boat. I've never done that before in my life. Uh, I would hope you haven't had to do that, <laughs> Tiffany. Why would you ever need to do that other than being on the challenge? And why would you feel like you needed to state that? Would you like you think people were looking there and be like, that Tiffany girl, I bet you she's capsized a boat before. And you're like, <laughs> hold the fuck on one second. That's like Polly being like, Polly's like, I've never held my hand above my shoulder and so that fish guts doesn't fall on me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. You really look like a guy who would do that in normal set of circumstances. <laughs> If I had to call somebody up in the yellow pages and be like, yo, can you get me a guy? They're like, there's a guy, Paulie. I'm telling he does this every day. He's like a fucking carpenter when it comes to this. I'm like, Tiffany, girl, we're good. We didn't like No one no one was thinking that. Girl, you a little scared that people are like, yo, that Tiffany bitch, I bet you she capsizes boats. We gotta watch out for her. <laughs> She's a crafty one. We gotta keep our eye on her. I bet you she capsizes boats. Hilarious. Was that funnier than Fessel doing a backflip? Sorry, Baby Hulk doing a backflip. 
baby Hulk's backflip is so on brand. Yes. I mean, the guy doesn't miss when it comes to staying on brand. It, he really doesn't. The whole Johnny freaking out and him just sitting back, like, lounging on the bed, just like, oh, fucking whatever. So baby Hulk of him. Incredible baby Hulk move. <sighs> it, it just, like, did it boil my blood? Yes. But was I surprised? No. Hmm. I wasn't. But I will say my favorite part of this whole uh, daily was Green accidentally continuously capsizing their boat and Mr. TJ in the background losing it. (laughs) There is nothing that makes me happier than Mr. TJ happy. Laughing at a daily. Oh, laughing at a daily is so good. When he's laughing at a daily, I'm just like, God, what I just what you just gotta love somebody living their best life. And he is just yelling next to a body of water with a beanie on, just laughing at all the kids, just out doing their crazy shit. It's so good. It's so great. It is. How did you feel about Alyssa? Alyssa, who obviously hates the right reality, more specifically, clearly hates you, Mixie, calling Baby Hulk Aquaman. She called him Aquaman to your face, Mixie. Uh, Care to respond? I think she's getting her mythical creatures mixed up. Mm. I think that she meant to say... I was holding on to Baby Hulk, and her brain just, like, jumbled and said Aquaman. It happens. I'm not going to hold her accountable for that. I'm going to say it was a Freudian slip. Okay. It's very nice of you. I'm a giver. I'm so nice. Everybody says that. (laughs) (laughs) All the people who write in, they're like, yeah, that makes a girl. She's she's nice. She's nice. She's, She's nice. I, I love that. The green team is up, Mix, and Wes, who did not like for one second that I gave Tiffany a quarter of the week, was like, uh, back off. This is my territory. And just lands this one. I am being used and abused for my muscle, my strength, and my abilities in the same way that my wife uses me for those exact things approximately once a week. If I was Wes's wife, oh my gosh, would I be so pissed at him. (laughs) You don't say that on national television, at least if you're married to someone that is not like a personality on TV. Mm, I got you. I don't really know his wife, though. Like, Are there videos of her? Does she seem like she wouldn't care about that? I mean, she's married to Wes. I don't think she can, right? That's true. That's totally valid. Yeah. <laughs> I I like that. I like that a lot from, from Wes. Just it was like, funny. It was funny. You know, you're not giving out quotes of the week to a newbie. What, you, what planet are you living on? This is our territory. We don't let them run our show. Give me back that mantle of quote of the week. So we do that. Um, we find out how this kind of went in terms of like who got the right flags, who did not get the right flags. Green had 19, so they missed by one. How how does that happen? Question. I don't I don't know. I honestly I was trying to glaze over it because my brain shut down multiple times. Could they did they just not find one? Were there extra flags? Ooh, maybe there was like some that were really similar. I don't know. Good call. 
Good call. Needed more explanation. Get, get yeah, on. why don't we explain that, Mr. TJ? <laughs> Unbelievable. Blue and red both have 20 each, but it came down to time. And by a difference of seven whole minutes, uh, blue was the winner. Congratulations, mm-hmm. blue. Uh, I thought they were going to try to blame this on Michelle for trying to flip it back over one more time. But seven whole ass minutes, you can't blame her for that. No. But but who the hell knows? Um, so blue wins, which means blue gets to vote. And um, this kind of goes a little like we thought it might, right? Like it was like, okay, that was that was kind of predictable. We're putting in the vets again. It seems like this is what we're doing. And they got it right again. They were like, we're putting in Amanda and Bananas. This is what we're doing. Everybody else, get out of the way. Alyssa telling Tori it's not all about her. Mm. Iconic. <laughs> How about Corey being like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch alliances here, even though uh, probably bad idea considering the vets know what the fuck to do to get out of these situations, but he's the low man on the vet totem pole. I mean, damned if he did, damned if he didn't. I, I don't blame him, but I don't think it was the smartest play. But, but to be honest with you, I don't know what the smartest play for him is because like you said, he is on the bottom of the vet's totem pole. The second they're comfortable and feel good, he's out. I think he can do what he did and then eventually get back over on the vet's side when it seems a little bit... Nice. He's going to be somebody who I think plays both sides, like a little CT style, mm-hmm. and just hopes there's other people who get into the firing line, and he's kind of just like weaves back and forth, like yeah. Fessy just like laying on a couch. Also, I want, you brought up a great point about Fessy lounging on a couch. Has there ever been anyone in the history of the earth who lays on a couch like Fessy does? He looks like if you told a child... Um, who's acting in a play, who's playing an adult, lay on the couch like an adult would. And he that's what he does. It's just well, very overacted, you know? That is what a baby inside of a Hulk would do. Uh, that is that is true. He, it does remind me of like sharkish behavior where it's just like the fewest amounts of moves possible. Just lay still, right? And he's just like, I oh, don't move. He was saying some stuff about bananas, and I was like, is Fessy right? <laughs> it was a sad moment for me where I, I contemplated that. I'm not going to say that he was, but maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Okay. Okay. This brings us to bananas losing his GD mind um, and going into the room yeah. and just starting yelling at people. Now, Rookie move. It's a rookie move, but it's also, I, I'm here to say, a big brain move because it puts the people on notice that if you do this, I'm going to bring this level of energy. It's like you don't want to live in a house with a crazy person like Josh, so you try to like not give anything for Josh to be a crazy person so you can enjoy your time. So I think this is a little bit of a strategic move. I also understand he was hurt. But he's like, you do this shit, I'm going to create fucking chaos for you every single time. I'm going to come, I'm going to yell at you, I'm going to make you uncomfortable, and I'm going to find ways of putting it all on you. You make the even the slightest move, I have way more practice at this than you will ever have, and I know how to do this better than you. I can see that, but it also was kind of giving an old man yelling at the kids to get off his lawn. I mean, they did put the Italian music to it, right, at one point. 
<laughs> it's just like the old man outside the store. Hey, you kids, get out of here. Get out of here. This is my spot. This is my stoop. Get off my stoop. I will say, while that was funny, I don't think there is anything funnier than someone getting into an argument and yelling at somebody else when they don't have a voice. And Corey did that, and he did it at a level that's never been seen in life. Iconic again. I loved it. That shit was hilarious. What a time to throw bananas in when you lose your voice. You know, honestly, strategic move. He's, he came to play big, and he's doing it. How do you even... It was just so great. He's got to try to defend himself. He's like, hey, I just... I, just, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was amazing. It I really like was. So many questions. How did this happen? Where did you lose your voice? Were you screaming at Mr. TJ, who was screaming at you from a long distance away? Like, how did this happen? So many questions. I would assume it happened during the daily and he was like yelling, trying to get people to do what they needed to do. Yeah. That is my guess. But Stephen, I want to talk about this elimination. I'm so excited to talk about this elimination. Okay. I think this might be my favorite elimination. Like top five ever. I loved this. I wish the targets were further away and more difficult to hit. Yes. But outside of that, the creativity of this elimination, the stealth needed for this elimination, I, I loved it. I really did. It was A-plus challenge. Yes. A-plus challenge. And when they were throwing the beanbags, I was like, oh, Bananas is going to be last. I don't think they've missed here. And then it gets to Polly, and I was like, well, he's just going to like do this like he's done all other 19. Holy shit, he missed. Wow. Wow. Like, TJ even was like, you don't ever really see TJ go, oh, my God. I know. He knew that that was iconic that that, when that moment happened. I was very sad to see Polly go in. Once, he, once his ball came out of the hopper, the bunny pulled Polly's name. Yeah. And we got the exact same shot from last episode of Mr. TJ. Shocking. We got it in episode four as well. We got the same Multiple we got the times. same shot of him stepping on the button to turn it on too. Uh-huh. Every uh-huh. week. That that shot, the ball coming out and him putting pushing the tiny little button that was clearly not glued on two two hours ago before they shot all that stuff. Uh yeah. I was sad to see Polly's name get called, however, as soon as he walked out there with that spotlight, I was like Bye Polly. I was riveted by even TJ explaining this elimination. Agreed. Because I think back in hotties, I know you're going to tell me. I've been thinking about this today and I haven't had enough time to like go and look at this. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. Was there not a unseen elimination that involved bananas a few seasons ago, I think with Tony Rains? where they filmed the elimination that was like an endurance thing or it ended up be- it was it ended up being an endurance thing, right? And he lost, but they actually filmed another elimination before that and for whatever reason they said, "Oh no, we can't do that." And they changed it and then he ended up losing. It was with Natalie, I think, too, Natalie and whoever her partner was. I know you guys got me on that and let me know. 
But I thought back to this moment, and I was like, he's going to have his redemption story. Who did you have going into this mix? Who was your money on here? I mean, bananas, because Polly got a spotlight. <laughs> I, I honestly, I was not a fan of bananas temper tantrum at the house. It made me okay. root for Polly in this elimination. I love bananas. And I'm not sad that he's back in the house. I just wish it was Polly. I felt like Polly put the work in. He put the time in to better himself. And he was at his prime. I mean, he was standing there on that ice as it was melting. He knew in his head that it was slim to none chance that he was going to beat Bananas once that he missed that last beanbag. Yeah. But he stayed calm. He stayed locked in, laser focused, and I was just like, God, it would be cool if he walked away with this. I thought that might happen, but you're right about the spotlight, as it always is. They went 16, 20, 28 minutes, 33. They gave us some time, finally. Mm-hmm. 35, 38 minutes long. I love that they showed Wes at the top being like, I've done this for three minutes and my arm hurts, let alone yeah. 38 minutes and I can't move an inch or I go home this early. I do feel like... Losing Polly this early is probably the right move for him to be brought back, fired up again coming to a season. Because I think he was just happy to be there at this point. He was happy to get the call. He was happy to like be yeah. able to do this again. I do like the exchange between him and Bananas at the end, which he said, you know, hearing that from him. That's the thing. Bananas like does rightfully get shit. He is playing a character. But I do think he loves the game of the show and loves people that come to play like Polly treats the show and has treated the show before. Absolutely. I think that, um, and I'm just, this is a shot in the dark. Um, I, I know that he is with Cara Marie, who I have yet to get to in my rewatch. Cara Maria, yep. Cara Maria. But I know that they are together, and I know that there is a massive audience push to bring her back as well. I think that if he had come back with her, um, or when he does come back with her again in future seasons, there's going to be a lot more fire in him. I think, like you said, this season was just him happy to be there and willing to put in the effort to be yeah. there, but not like fighting with everything yes. in him. Like he used to. Yeah, like, yeah. He, like he did in the previous ones. Uh, I can already hear the hotties screaming about Carmarie in a future season. Uh, yeah. Okay, oh, is we, this a hot button issue? Well, I don't know. It, listen, the car may or may not be on a show that may or may not be what everybody's waiting for. Um, I don't know. Allegedly, potentially, I, we don't know. But her fan base and his fan base are kind of like Tori's fan base, where there is definite hate on one side and definite love on the other. It is one of those type of groups. Where it's, we are strictly against her now, we loved her before, and now she's not what we thought she was anymore. So there is that camp, Okay, but I do think she is the biggest bananas, if you will, of the females who still kind of does the show, her and Laurel. Okay, that's good to know. And I guess Tori's there now, too. That's good to know. That's what they were always trying to say, is people are like, they're trying to replace Kara with Tori, because Tori's more controllable. Okay, that makes sense because I've seen a lot of stuff about like uh, she couldn't come back until Tori won or something like that. There's all this stuff. Again, I'm seeing bits and pieces and I don't fully understand it. But 
I feel like then that Polly and Tori conversation in the beginning of this episode was probably really big that they were having a conversation. Yeah. Polly doing this against maybe one of Kara's biggest enemies, potentially. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Do you think that she like was like, go in there and, and just make peace with Tori at this point? No. Oh, it's like that deep rooted of a hatred. I don't think I don't think she told him to do that in the same way that I don't think he could tell her what to do. Okay. But I think he he needed to say what he needed to say for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know how that's going to turn out when he got home and when Interesting. she sees that. Yeah. T tea potentially potential yes. tea i think she's gonna be happy that he said it but i think she might go why did you need to do it in front of tori you know but yeah uh, yeah that makes sense anywho okay let's get into episode four at a potential switch here for episode four and i thought going into this mix as banana said hey um well the switch is there for a reason right and I was thinking this entire time, how are the vets going to get out of being voted in every time? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're just going to have to win and all get on one team, right? Yes. And that's what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to go be with Wes on the green team. I did too. But he didn't do that. He picked the blue team and sent Corey over to the red team. And I was like, how does this help him, honestly? It didn't make any sense to me either. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, why are you not thinking logically about this? Again, I think he was just so butthurt that he got put in and he thought he wasn't going to be put in and all of that happened. I think that he just got a little emotional and not so logical. Yeah. But I was thinking at the end of episode one and I even wrote it down. I was like, why don't they just throw these dailies yeah get themselves into these eliminations put it up to chance hopefully they can you know control what balls are put into the bunny yeah and start putting themselves on the same team that's what you needed to do i thought it was going to go over to the green you would have had three vets on that team Uh uh-huh and now you're like okay well if we win that's three of us that can't be we can't go home and our names can't be announced so mm-hmm. there's enough numbers left where it has to be one of the rookies at a certain point. So one of them is going to see the floor. If we're all spread out, they're going to vote first every single time, even if there's yeah. five of us left. I think that did pay off at the end because him being on a different team than Wes, who clearly they're number ones with each other, kind of spreads them out a little bit to safeguard one versus the other to try to help and if you're both on the same team they're not going to stop a vote though like that with one person it's not going to it's just not going to do it i don't know that i had the exact same thought except if you have a week like episode 4 well yeah which they did take half of the advice i was thinking which was throw a fucking daily <laughs> why aren't we throwing dailies i i love to hate throwing dailies i'm you know we watch the show to have people compete in the dailies but just like extra layer of strategic play and thinking ahead and counting on people and then maybe they'll screw it over or whatever it's just like i love it when when that rookie mr underwood was like i'm gonna fucking let's throw this bitch and bananas is like okay sick (laughs) what a great idea by chris and then he got thrown under the bus for 
you know, for suggesting that by literally everybody. And you're always thinking. You always have to be thinking on the show. And I just, I just love that. Before that happens, there is one thing or two things I want to mention. Mm-hmm. Bananas read a note from Dusty, allegedly. Listen, invasion of privacy, free speech or whatever. I don't know. How dare you do that to my Dusty butthole? Don't do that to him. Do what to your Dusty butthole? <laughs> Air horns. <laughs> hey! I don't think Dusty wrote that note. I'm just, I'm saying it. I don't think he wrote I... the note. No, I don't think he wrote it. I think Bananas knew what was going on. He's like, I'm going to write a fake note from Dusty, same way he did a bunch of years ago where he wrote fake notes about people coming after them in women's handwriting, and he brought like pink pens, or, oh, no, what did he say? He had his little sister or his little cousin write all the notes before he even got to the show. And had them in a suitcase and just hid them in people's pillows. And people were like, who wrote this note? And he's like, that's not my handwriting. You know what my handwriting. It's like his little cousin. That's hilarious. I mean, mean, maybe. But I could see Dusty doing that. Dusty clearly is infatuated with this man. Wouldn't you be? I mean, yeah, I would be. If you grew up watching that show and then you were on the show and you were on the same seasons as him, I'd be like, oh, my God. Like, if you showed up and Wes was there, you'd be like, so, okay, let's go. I think I'd be that way with CT and Wes. I don't oh, know man. if I appreciate bananas as much, but <laughs> CT is just a god. So is Wes. I mean, that damn beard. Again, I will build a tiny home and crawl into that beard. Let it's me. Probably the property value has got to be sky high. To build oh, yeah. Beard, oh, yeah. The return on investment on that has got to be insane. Yeah, it probably appreciates every year like 2x just because mm-hmm. this space is so valuable as he gets older and older. Yeah. We get back to the house and uh-huh. uh, Josh is delusional. Yes. And they set this up perfectly. They were just like, oh, we're going to have just a quiet little moment, quiet little moment. And if you're new to the number one, you might not know that we see it all. We see it all. And Mixie, what do we see? The editors, they wanted to test the right reality early in the season. They wanted to try to sneak something in, but they didn't get us biased. No, they did not get it biased. You think just because it's episode four that we won't see you having someone pour a coffee into a clearly stained mug? just like a big stain down the side of a white mug. And we're not going to mention that on the number one podcast for the challenge. You just think we're going to glaze over the fact that somebody's drinking out of a dirty ass mug. Come on. Well, Ben's not there to do all of the dishes because apparently he did all of the dishes and hid his clean dishes. No one's hiding clean dishes in this house. No, probably not this not. season. No, probably not. I was like, who's drinking out of that mug? Just wipe it off just a little, just a little bit. You're going to drink out of that? You're fucking gross. Good thing they didn't show me who drank out of that. I would never trust them ever again. <laughs> never again. Do you think that actually was a... I think that was just a setup shot. I think production was just like, hey, random person, just <clears throat> fill that that mug up real quick. I need B-roll. Still, you clean that mug off. You do not put your hands on that. That is, that that. Yeah, okay. You need this as a setup? What if you zoom out in the middle of it and it looks like I'm drinking out of a dirty-ass mug and the right reality makes fun of me forever for it? I don't need that on me. I don't need that on me. 
No, sir. Hilarious. Hilarious. Give me two minutes to just wash this under some water, please. Yeah, rinse it. Just a quick rinse. That's it. I still think that Josh is crazier than them shooting a dirt, somebody pouring coffee into a dirty mug. That rant was lovely. I also, I mean, maybe I'm just dumb, but oh, okay. I, don't, I didn't understand how Josh going on a delusional rant helped the veterans in any way. I think it's what I said earlier. Again, I'm making a guess at this. If you start going crazy, I think people are less likely sometimes, even when his name wasn't suggested, to try to do anything against you. Now, this can always turn on you and they're like, we got to get the crazy person out of here. But this was his move. This was what he wanted to do. You know what? And God bless the Mixie. He made it to episode four but he, before he had one of these. That's some fucking growth. I mean, half of my notes of this episode are just, Josh sucks. I just, I hate Josh. He's so embarrassing. Oh, come on. I hate Josh. If I was Josh washing this back, I would cry. Oh, he probably did. <laughs> Maybe he was just looking at his hair when he was crying, but he might have done both. Awful, just awful, and and you know, so let's get to this da- this daily. Okay, let's get to the daily. Double elimination. Loved that th- that random toss in for quite possibly what I think is no reason that they did that, other than they put too many people on the show and they only have a certain amount of episodes and they need to start knocking more people out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make much sense unless the double was tr- in case they had back to back to back. males or females going out and this is the way to kind of save it so it was already planned right i guess so but it just kind of was like what the hell um (laughs) they explained the daily my eyes glazed over but once they started doing it i understand it pretty quickly i i don't have you ever heard this thing that's like going around on tiktok maybe i'm late to it because i don't have tiktok but is it making chicken shit out of chicken salad no because that's the full saying and that's not what you said it's not actually a full saying. I flipped it around. You didn't even realize I flipped it around. So you don't even know the real saying. I'm trying to make a point. Okay. Ah, yeah, God damn it. Fuck. Yeah. Anyways. Ah. Back to what I was saying. There's this thing where girls ask guys if they feel like they could land a plane. If, if there was an emergency, they feel like they could land a plane. And every single time, I don't know what it is, but men have this irrational thought that they can land a plane no problem. It can't be that difficult. Steven, do you agree? No. And yes. (laughs) Can I, if I was in like a little Cessna, could I land the plane with somebody like, like I'm calling air traffic control and being like, you need to tell me what to do. I feel like I could sit there concentrate be given the directions and do it i have briefly flown a plane before okay well that's cheating i was able to like go left and right i was able to flip us all the way over because he allowed me to do that so yeah it was like an old world war ii plane it was pretty cool no big deal i'm kind of a big deal um but i've been able to do that before so i think i could do that part you asking me to land like a 747 like yeah a passenger no 
I'm going to pass on that. I think there's way too many buttons in there. I don't think they all do anything. It's like a DJ's little board. A lot of those don't do anything, okay? (laughs) They're just making it look complicated so they look cooler. None of those. The computer does it all, okay? Yeah. I don't believe they're touching all those knobs and buttons and they mean things. Oh, they're not. They're definitely not. But I have this irrational thought about this daily. This daily didn't seem hard to me. You think you could have done it? You think you could have got all your ones over there? I do. There okay. was there was ropes on the other side. Then like you they could, could hold on to ropes. It wasn't like they were just pushing themselves off and like they had to time it right. There was ropes over there. Now, unless that's one of those weird rules that we don't hear, like you have you can't like grab the rope and then put it on. You have to literally push off and hit the thing before you I grab the rope. I don't think it looked that difficult. They seemed pretty damn close together. It are the trucks moving? Yes, but they're moving at the exact same speed as each other, <laughs> going the exact same way at the yeah. exact same distance. Yeah, I, that part's not the hard part. No, I think he, that once they like the blocking comes into play and the defense stuff comes in, sure, it seems more difficult. But the thought of just pushing your body off of one side of a truck onto the other side of the truck and and essentially sticking a sticker on it does not seem that difficult to me. So there was 16 totals that you could have per round. And I don't know how many heats there were, like how many each team got. I feel like each team got, what, four? Four goes? I think so. Maybe five? Because the biggest team had uh, eight people on it? Mm-hmm. That sounds right. So there was four total goes for a total of 64 total discs, if our numbers are right there. Mm-hmm. The best team got 48, so they missed a whole thing. The best team missed 16 total. The second yes. closest team was 38. So... But I think again that the like the defense aspect of it made that part more difficult. But the actual challenge of pushing yourself off of one truck and sticking a sticker onto the other truck did not seem hard to me at all. It was kind of like it reminded me of that awful um cars turning into trucks robots movie that they were trying to promote where they just busted out the back of a truck. Yeah, but this was cool too. It looked cool. It looks really cool. That's about all it was, though. Again, in my opinion, I, I just it it seemed like a very simple task. I'm curious, hotties, if you felt the same way, if you had the irrational thought that you thought you could do this without a problem. How many do you guys think you could have done? I don't think I would have been able to do eight. I feel confident in six, six to eight. I feel like I could, depending on if there was a lot of defense. I would, feel, if there was no defense, I would feel confident in eight. I'm going to go six. No question. Okay, I like that. I also want to give a shout-out to uh, the production team who had to figure out how do we hide our camera people during this. Mm -hmm. And, of course, because we see everything, we saw that at the end they built, like, additional black boxes that went up along the side of those giant um, shipping containers where there was holes punched out for the camera people. There was a high and a low on each side. And even underneath the truck yeah so where the people were like attached to the side underneath them they put two camera people underneath them in a black box and i was like 
fuck yeah, production team, for figuring this out. And we got great, great angles because you know what? They didn't just show up that day and like, how are we going to film this? They thought about it. They fucking thought about it. I love it so much. I think the challenge of that daily was shooting it. Oh. Um, I think that was the hardest part. A billion percent. The scariest thing was those guys strapped to the bottom of that truck <laughs> trying to get those shots. It's unbelievable how they were doing that. Unbelievable. During this daily, unfortunately, I was saddened by Amanda not being able to do anything again. She just dropped them. I was like, Amanda, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. come on, come on, come on, Amanda. Like, help us help you, please. Just, just do one thing here for us and it would be great. There was a bit of a discussion about throwing the challenge and helping here. You already mm-hmm. stated you're a fan of that. I think it's totally fair play. You know who did not like that? Monty. Yeah, Monty was not a fan. Monty wanted me to create a whole new category of quotes. This is bad quote of the week from Monty. <laughs> After this challenge, I am heated. This wasn't a matter of the best team winning. This was a matter of two teams partnering together to make sure that the green team did not win. Uh, yeah, bro. It's called the challenge. Have you been on it before? Oh, yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> what a bizarre statement, Mix. Yeah, it it was. It was. The funniest thing is, like, he's so mad that this happened, and he's, like, all pissed off. And Wes is like, damn, I wish I thought of that. Yeah. I created this thought, this process. That was this... really fucking smart of them to do. Damn it. God damn it. Why did we think about that three rounds ago? Yeah. Ah, what an amazing idea here. I loved the fact that Red won after Bananas left. Bananas is like, Red's never going to win. I'm leaving. Fuck them. They they win immediately. Yeah. And his team is the one that threw so that they could win. And he wasn't even on the team. Go figure. Hilarious. Throwing his number one's team in. I love it. So funny. Great concept. And... And not only am I really happy about that, I'm real happy that I got to see this red team's discussion, and it was a discussion for the ages. Oh my God. Was this round table convo just insane? Again, I hate Josh. I just hate him. His logic was <laughs> non-existent. He's just screaming over people. He's like, I'm just going to fucking cause chaos so that I don't have, I don't have to lose my people. And the thing that makes me the maddest is it worked. It worked. It fucking worked, Mixie. It worked. This is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted when you bring Josh back on the show. His chaos funneled into something that actually means something for the show, right? It mm-hmm. is one thing where Devin is yelling at him. Like, if you just wanted to borrow my sweatsuit, you could have asked Josh where it means nothing because that's just funny. This is just a different level when it actually means something. This is what America needed right now. They needed this. It was great TV. It was beautiful. It was crazy. It was loud. Honestly, that's what America is. We are beautiful. We're a little crazy and we're loud. Well done, Red Team. Well done. USA. 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 Let him think was another classic line. 
that was thrown out amongst all of the yelling that he did. Let him dig, though. Let him dig. Stop getting in his ear. Let him dig. And I just can't imagine how long this whole thing took to actually happen from beginning to end. It was so fun to watch. I think that for me, the funniest part of it was Corey in that white shirt or sweatshirt drinking red wine just like bananas fucked me yeah he fucking got me good i usually can walk away when josh goes on a rant i i'm not allowed to leave at this moment (laughs) i'm not allowed to leave they're all screaming at the poor guy from from amazing race dusty butthole dusty butthole let dusty butthole think let him think (laughs) and then it calmed down michelle calmed everything down we went to a commercial we came back and i was like oh man the Americanness has subsided. And then someone said, how about Cassidy? And he was like, nah! <laughs> Even though, as we told you, she's not in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for her. I'm not going to vote for any woman because she's an ally. And she's like, no, we don't vote for women on this television show. We don't vote for each other. We admit that we let the fuck the patriarchy. The men will vote for us. We will not vote for each other. Josh America it again so hard that Josh needs to be in the next Team America movie as far as I'm concerned. Maybe. Honestly, maybe. I don't want to go Cassidy either. Oh, so y'all don't want Cassidy? Oh, so, so are we playing Survivor? Are we playing Survivor? Y'all don't want Cassidy Josh, and Desi and Michaela? So we're playing Survivor. It's Desi and Lewis for me or I still make it's elimination. You, got, you girls have to make up your mind because I'm not switching. Let's go, Josh. Amazing. I was massively disappointed in Tiffany and I was also kind of disappointed in Michelle. I mean, I think Tiffany made a bigger fuck up than Michelle and I would also like to say for the record, I love that Wes wasn't put in there because I love Wes and I want Wes to be there the whole time. (coughs) But she missed an opportunity there and Tiffany, I understand that, that putting it to a stalemate is risky. But you put your word. I'm very much a person of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to fucking do it. And if I looked, sat there, and Desi literally 24 hours ago was having a mental breakdown yes. for this exact reason, and then you go and do that. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. She, How'd she get off scot-free on it? I don't. As of now, she. we said this last week, did we not? We said this yeah. is how she fucked herself in the previous year. She yeah. made too many deals and then she messes up one time and they're like, we can't trust her. It's what uh-huh. everybody was saying about her before that show even started is you cannot yep. trust Tiffany. She'll tell you everything you want to hear and then she'll fuck you hard in the back and just like leave you bloody on the ground and you'll be like, ah, I got fucked on the back. She left me bloody on the ground. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. How does she go back? How did she even go back in that room and try to explain that away? And Michelle's like, don't you fucking throw this on me. What are you talking about? Uh, I rightfully so. Michelle had a leg to stand on because Tiffany could have just said, hey, I'm voting for Desi. There's three of us. We don't know what the stalemate is. It could be that everybody gets to vote for just one person. We don't know. But Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and look you in the face. I'm being on an alliance with everybody in the house on an alliance and now go, well, you're only on the alliance if it's good for me. And it's not like the eighth rung on the alliance. He was literally one of the lead team members. 
of the alliance. Yeah. It literally started. It was Desi, Tiffany, Chanel, and Michaela. Those were the four. And then they're like, well, they have friends are here and these friends are mm-hmm. there. There was the core group. And yep. she threw in the core group. She has to be done next week. It has to be all eyes on them. And you know what? We made it to episode four. The rookies kept it together to episode four. Hey! <laughs> you all they turned got- on each other already. Congratulations! I mean, it all comes back to there was too many people in the alliance. I hope that Michelle is smart enough to realize Tiffany fucked herself and go to Desi and be like, hey, listen, I'm working with you. Yeah. It's me and you. Who do you want to bring into this? Michaela? Okay. Three of us. Chanel was like, hey, I'm willing to go in. I'm willing to go down there as a stalemate. I was the only one who stood up to Josh. She tried to to say another person's name, and I said Mm -hmm. no. She was going to say Chanel, or she was going to say Cassidy, and I said no to that either, even though she's not in our alliance, but that doesn't matter here or there. Um, Just a a really bad showing again from Tiffany on this show. Yeah. It's absolutely bizarre performance by her. Considering what she said last week to this week, like, girl. It was not good. I agree. I, I, but, you know, Desi, and this is why I really want Desi to win this season. Because she d- did, once again, a massively big brain move. She tells her team to vote for Cassidy. But in reality, she goes and tells everybody that she actually trusts to vote for Amanda. And it was genius. And it was perfectly executed. And, you know, she is continuously blindsiding Wes. And the funniest part of it is at the end when she switches teams, Wes is like, oh, we lost our strongest girl. Wes still doesn't even realize that he's getting played by Desi. <laughs> I think he did say that, though, didn't he? He's like, I just, they, I didn't see it coming. They just, yeah, said but I don't think stuff. that he knows it's Desi. I don't. I think he knows now. I think he's yeah, smart enough now. to know now, right? And again, this is the problem that happens is it's what happened with Michelle, right? Is that mm-hmm. everybody, all the all the vets then go, that's the kingpin or the queen pin. Yep. If we pull that pin out, it all falls. Nobody else can stack this up. Tiffany is a mess. We've seen Michelle's a mess. Who's going to take that on? Michaela? Michaela, who looks like she's constantly frightened for her life. Somebody yeah. said that, at, I think, some point during this season or the, during this episode. And it's just you have to remove that piece. So God knows what that might happen to her going forward. But I just love Tiffany voted somebody in from her alliance by not saying somebody who was not in her alliance. (laughs) Just amazing television. You cannot tell me otherwise. And then she was just like, as it happened, she put her hands on her face and was like, "Uh, I fucked up, didn't I? Uh, That's like when you put your hand, you're like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Yeah. Oh, but God damn it. It's amazing television. What a hilarious turn of events. They've all turned on each other. And it's just great because you have two people going to the elimination who, guess what, are not vets. Look at that. I know. (laughs) It just happened so quickly. And as if they wanted to make me have a medical event from continuing, continuing to laugh as I've been doing for the past 20 minutes during all that. They had Alyssa, who, as they were putting the balls into the sucky suck machine, um, set, who last week was like, hey, sorry, vets, we're controlling all of this. We got this. Sorry to be you. You all smell like poo-poo. Something like that. I'm sure she said all of those things. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, those are Lex lines. That was what was said, yeah. She's voting, and she says she's voting for Chris. Not a vet, mind you. No. Not Wes. Not Bananas. She's voting for Chris. Because, quote, I know... Now, you might need to pull over the car, because this might be one of the conf- most confusing things we've heard so far this season. Quote, because I know... What's going on? A lot of the guys on the green team want him, and and this is teams right now, but my team is Big Brother. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. You're in an alliance. You're on one team, but you're on another team. How many teams are you on? Are you on three teams? Guess what? If you're on three teams, you're not on one team. Too many teams. Too many teams. Too many people. Too many teams. Too many people on alliance. Numbers. Maths. <laughs> I just... It, yeah, that shit was insane. And you, tra- it, 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 you know what? It, you know what? It's it's smelling a lot like Sarah Logic, and I need to listen to cut it the fuck out. I need her to cut it the fuck out. Let's move to the elimination. Um, I am loving this split screen of them showing the votes and showing the people reacting to the votes. More of this, please. Absolutely, yes. All the time, everywhere. The whole time. Always put them in the corner when their name comes up. Boom. Name comes up. Boom. Show me their face. I, I want to be a camera like uh, when they have the, the Bachelor shows, the Bachelor live shows, like mm-hmm. Men and Tall All and Final Rose. Show me a reaction shot of the audience in the other corner. I want to see them. And I want to see the other hand. I want to see people snickering and laughing or being like, oh, golly, my stars. It was amazing. I'm so glad that they did that. It- I didn't know I needed it, but I'm so glad I got it. What was better, seeing Chris get six votes or seeing Amanda get nine and TJ maniacally laughing at her? Amanda, obviously. <laughs> that shit was amazing. Her reaction was incredible. TJ thinking it was hilarious was incredible. You know that that he pulled her ball, too, when he started giggling to himself, too. Everybody knew it. What I love about Mr. TJ is that he's reached the elimination floor like it is like a church. Mm-hmm. It's sacred ground. There are very few moments in challenge history where Mr. TJ laughs in that area, especially when somebody is being sent down and you're naming yeah. the person. This might be the first time he's ever laughed when somebody's name has been announced. It was so for funny. For the thing. Got nine votes and he just laughed his fucking ass off. It was so funny. It was so funny. I think it might have been based off her reaction, which again makes me just like bring her back all the time, please. All the time, She's please. a great change of pace. She really is. I just love it. That's what the show needs is more women like that. We get an explanation of what the elimination is. <laughs> it's pole wrestle in a different version. It is. It's circle wrestle. Call it like we seize it. I don't know why we're naming it Devil's Eye or whatever the fuck we named it. It's pole wrestle with a circular object this time, which is fine, which is fine. It's fine. I don't need it to be the name of a devil. Did you do that only because you thought Amanda would be going in? Now it's rigged. Now, some might sit here and say, she's called Devil. This thing was called Devil Eyes. And if you very carefully, I don't want to go into the conspiracy corner, but I fucking will if I need to. (laughs) You roll back the tape, boys and girls. You will see definitive evidence of a possible collusion. Oh. Did you see the collusion? 
Did you see the collusion? Were you sheep and not seeing the collusion? Were you all sheep and not seeing the collusion? Let me just run it down real quick for you. When he took the two balls out of the machine, out of the bunny, what did he do with the two balls, everybody? Did he keep them in plain sight for everyone to see at all times? He did not. No, he did not. He put them in his puffer jacket. He certainly did. But also... Just for the record, again, from what we've seen the last few times we've been down in this elimination with the bunny, he hasn't shown the balls that say the name. He just reads them. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He has not. Is Are we dealing with an algorithm? <sighs> I don't know. We're dealing with a bunny. I thought the bunny was going to be fair and honest and truthful, but you cannot put those balls in your pocket, sir. Even though you're Mr. TJ... BMX Hall of Fame legend who sometimes handles. I need to see them at all times. Keep them clear. Or I'm going to start believing it's not true. It's going to be fake news that it was rigged. Not a good look. Not a good look. Especially after losing her. Like, that's what I needed. You could have easily put Cassidy and nobody would have cared who went home. Okay? You know, it wasn't a good look for Mr. TJ. But we did get some good looks during this elimination. We had Lewis and Underwood. Two major smashes from me. Go head to head. So beefy boys. Beefy boys. You could say that to say the least. And right before my guy was pulled from the game, right before colonoscopy was right before colonoscopy was pulled from the game. We got Underwood's Underwood pulling Whoa. that evil eye out, Whoa. becoming this week. This is a late one. Mixie, I, I, oh, I, I apologize. I'm not even say what I was thinking, but I am apologize for even thinking it. Did you think I forgot to do an ass of the week this week? No, 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 I would. Disgusting? Disgusting? <laughs> Which one of you thinks Which? I didn't take an ass of the week? Disgusting? I had a different one and I didn't love it. And then I, I mean, his, his, like I said, his underwood filled the whole screen. Did it give you underwood? It gave me some Underwood. It did. <laughs> I was lost, and then all of a sudden there was a horn, and he had won. Oh, I don't. I didn't. I missed the last part. I blacked out for a second because it was straight ass shot, and oh. then all of a sudden he was outside of the of the circle with the evil eye. Was your brow a little damp from when you woke up? I mean, other things were damp, but yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'd set you up for that. I should have known better. You really did. You just put the T-ball right on there. <laughs> yeah, I said it, and I was like, uh, she gonna, she, she's going to take it. She's uh, going to take it. Every time she's going to take it. You can't do that. Every time. If she doesn't, what? like, who is she? she somebody snatched her body. That's what it was. That's how you know. That's how you know. It is. This is a battle from the men, though, Mix. What a battle it from was. the guys. A non-pole wrestle, pole wrestle, but it was a battle. I liked it. This is what the challenge is about. This is the fucking elimination. Yes, please. I want mm-hmm. more of these. Yes, please. All of these. Yes. Absolutely. Ladies Absolutely. brought it too. Ladies brought it too. Dude, 
Desi jerking Amanda around, I was in tears. That shit was hilarious. Just dragging her across. I mean... She did a great job, though. I'll give it to her. Amanda, credit where credit's due. You did your best. You were outweighed. You were outbronzed, and it wasn't going to happen for you. But you put you put that fight in, and I appreciate that. It's that mom strength, you know? Like, you become a mom, you get, like, extra powers. And one of them was mom strength, clearly. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. But it was a great watch. Oh, Mixie, this is just tough, though. Like, we're sitting here after a, a brilliant elimination. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here going, I should be really happy right now. I just saw two great battles by, you know, basically three new competitors on this show. Desi's been on one season, but basically three new competitors. Mm-hmm. I should be happy. I should be elated. I should be through the roof. I should be like Josh, just screaming from the mountaintops for no reason. Yeah. But I am sad. I am sad because we've we lost okay. two we lost two good ones. We lost two. We lost we lost two of the good ones. And I'm Mr. Colin and Miss Amanda. It's at this point that I know what you are asking us and I am going to defer to Mixie. We uh, are putting out a joint statement about this and this will be the only thing uh we will say about this matter at this point we will not be taking questions as a matter of fact we won't be doing any hotties or any reviews this will be the end of the episode and this will be our statement thank you steven the right reality is dealing with a massive loss of two incredible smashes amanda and colonoscopy we are grieving and are unable to make a full statement at this time Please hug your loved ones. You never know when it'll be the last time you see them. In lieu of flowers, we ask that you go to liquidiv.com and use code airhorns at checkout. We appreciate you respecting our privacy during this difficult time. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.